Avengers, assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick, graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator, and I'm Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Hey everybody, this is Diana Conrad, aka Creatively DMC on Instagram, and you're listening to The Marvelists with Peter Milnick and Eddie Wilson. Welcome everyone to another installment, we call it, I call it, Cosplay Connection. It's Eddie Wilson. Want to welcome on the phone, Diana Conrad. Thanks for having me. Hi. And through Facebook and all its wonder, we got to meet and not only at a comic book store, but actually do pictures. So the cosplay component we definitely want to talk about, but first how it started for you and what age and what character, you know, you started with? I would say about four years ago and I created like this mashup of Harley Quinn and this video game Lollipop Chainsaw. So I kind of like the voice actress is the same for both Tara Strong. Tara Strong also did really odd parents and everything and like a bunch of other stuff. I did like a mashup of that. So I did like Harley and she was kind of like a cheerleader, also made pom-poms and such, and a big ordeal. Well, that's good, because it makes it different. It makes it your own. I think, you know, you own the character when you oh, do... Well, as it is, there's many versions of Harley Quinn to begin with, and I'm lucky if I can remember one from the other three, or, or what <laughs> that one is from. I know I definitely recognize the one from Suicide Squad. Oh, Some yeah. of us don't talk about that, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah. The version that we did, though, when we, and this is uh, June of 2019, that we did the comic book shoot, and shout out to Joker's Child in Fairlawn, yeah. New Jersey, the last comic book store on earth, they say, in some of their promotions <laughs> and stuff. Awesome. Yeah, and would definitely have us back again. We're just trying to figure out a day and date to uh, to put that together. But that was the leatherish full body suit, yeah. Harley, which was what version? But then I just kind of like, I have so many Harley things that I just kind of mix and match it because honestly, that's just how she is too. <laughs> she has so many outfits that I feel like, you know, it doesn't matter as long as you got the red and black down or the, you know, blue and uh, pink down. It's all good. And for the one that we did though, which version was that? That was just, I guess, a closet version. I just picked it out and put it on my body. <laughs> okay. And it worked. Yep, I try. <laughs> and I think for that one, the accessory was the big oversized mallet. Yes. It would probably look funny to those who know anything about Harley that if she had the baseball bat, yet yeah, no, that wouldn't be the right one. No. So that was really where it started with you. And you've branched out in a number of ways, I think, to different different levels, different characters. In fact, I think that maybe is part of why your, your Instagram, at least, is creatively DMC. Because I see that in different things that you're posting, different characters, and it could go to goth. So being a... Uh, completely like white pale makeup face with let's yeah. say black lipstick and eye highlighting and stuff to edward scissorhands the gender bends that i think i've seen you do maybe not just that are making me look twice and saying wait a minute is it is <laughs> i'm it, actually a man <laughs> is it her but it just comes across well and i think that's something that thank you you achieve well so just give me some uh, thoughts on let's say edward scissorhands why that one and uh, we'll go from there so i basically i try to go off of my facial features and how I think I will look more like a certain actor. I find that 
when I'm a man, I look like Johnny Depp. <laughs> so I've done a few Johnny Depp cosplays. I've done Sweeney Todd. I did Ed Wood. That's like a B-horror movie director. I adore him and his works and his rendition in the Tim Burton film. As you said, Edward Scissorhands. I have ranged out quite a bit now. In your case, though, with Edward Scissorhands, that seems to be a little more involved, not only in the body, the costume part of it that you're wearing on yourself, but also the appendages, the scissor parts. And what are you using for those? Honestly, this was a last-minute like photo shoot, so I actually did not create that one. I purchased it from, I believe, Ruby's mm-hmm. Costumes, which is pretty good quality costumes. I definitely support them. If you're ever looking for last-minute things, they're good. Well, but see, I tend yeah. to sew my own things, typically, and I'm more geared towards makeup and such. Okay, so everybody's got their niche, their, their specialty, and or what they want to do better with. So yeah. there's no disrespecting or shaming as far as your level of how you, much you want to get into it. It comes down to you love this stuff. It's not a chore or a burden. It might seem that way when you're trying to put something together. Yes, completely. But you get into it and you do that. So maybe we can touch on then the stuff that you've created in terms of either made versus bought. Right. Maybe go through a list of some characters that you've done and or if there was something unique about the character, what it took to make something look a certain way or... I would say my most recent that I'm pretty proud of that I've been cosplaying her for a long time, um, Asajj Ventress from Star Wars. Her bald cap is super hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started originally with, um, you know, just like the Halloween store ones. They're super thick, I've noticed. I had recently gotten a more professional one. I'm starting to learn more about makeup and trying to find out what what works best. And the bald cap that I got from Mayron is awesome, and it blends super well with your skin, more than the Halloween store, obviously, like brands. And then again, like you said, in terms of the makeup, that seems to be where you think you shine the best. Yes. And how so do you figure that? I mean, you're coming up with certain things, looks, or shades. You're mixing colors. I don't know. I would say I feel like I've had the most passion towards it. I've always wanted to go to special effects makeup school, but it wasn't really an option for me back in college just because of money and financial-wise. So I kind of am self-taught in a way. So I feel like the most confident in that. If you can recall, like I said, you can throw out some names of characters that you've done before, and while you're doing that, try to recall maybe a best and worst character that you've done okay best and my most favorite is probably another mashup too Mm -hmm. um harley sally it's harley quinn mashed up with sally from nightmare before christmas so i had gotten a morph suit and i spray painted with fabric spray paint each section detail with with fabric paint all the details and the cowl too created like the little balls on her cowl thing and created like this whole makeup look with whatever I had and latex and tried to make stitches on my face. That's probably my most proud. And my least favorite would be a character from Doki Doki Literature Club. I didn't really get to do her as well as I wished I could at TatsuCon. It was just more like thrown together kind of deal, and I'm not really super proud of that. But there's always room for growth, and 
Was it just a time constraint as to why it didn't turn out so well, or? Yeah, it was more like just like a last back in my brain thought, like, oh, let's just do this, let's see, and that was it. <laughs> so does that mean that you won't go back to that, or maybe you'll give yourself more time to readdress it? Maybe. Uh, I feel like there's a thing too. Like sometimes there's you know a time for certain characters, the relevance of them. I feel like. And I feel like that time has passed, so I don't know if I would even go back to her to revisit her, but I'm just always constantly coming off the fly and thinking of new ideas in my brain. I'm very inspired by fan arts. There might be a time where, like right now, I'll just find an art and replicate it with whatever I have at that moment, or I'll sew something. So you're pretty good with the sewing component then? Yes. Before I even did makeup, I had more did sewing. I used to hand sew all of my things, but then maybe two or so years ago, I got a sewing machine and I taught myself how to sew. It was hard and there was a lot of needles broken, but <laughs> I got there. And I'm guessing a little bit of uh, poking and a little bit of bloodshed too. Yeah, a lot of uh, pain too. <laughs> needles on my fingers. Mm. What are some of the uh, places that you've gone to? What venues, what shows? Like you were mentioning, Garden State Comics Fest, I usually try to go to Katsucon, New York Comic Con. Those are probably like the three I typically go to. Sometimes even local ones like um, Toy Con or things like that or like locally. I feel like that's more um, personable. Like you get to know people around you more like in your area and it's smaller so it's nicer sometimes. Now have your characters mostly been of comic book i think dc to be honest i've done dc i do I do horror too we've done the bride of frankenstein we did photo shoot that was fun i just try not to limit myself like you were saying i definitely put my name creatively dmc because i don't want to limit myself for anything i just want to like create and creating is an art form well, like you said, going back to one of the DC characters that I saw you briefly, again at the uh, Garden State Comic Fest, was was Lady Joker. Yes. So um, that was Bianca Steeplechase from um, the Thrill Killer graphic novel, which I adore. She's basically a lesbian, and she it's like a whole alternate universe. Very gangster, mob, graphic novel. There's even one part, spoilers, she's dressed as Marilyn Monroe in it. <laughs> In disguise. So I just love everything about that comic. Yeah, it brings itself out to a different side. It's almost like a glamorous thing, I think, yes, in every way. definitely. And you have fun with it, and that's what counts. That's what it comes oh, down totally. to. I think I haven't seen you. I think I've maybe seen a picture or two of uh, you do a uh, Catwoman? Yes, uh, I did like a pinup one, pinup Catwoman, Julie Newmar. I want to revisit that, too, actually. I want to do more of a, you know, to the show accurate Julie Newmar one thing or better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask which version, but you just told us, so yeah. There you go. And again, going back to, you mentioned Bride of Frankenstein, well, I was going to say, well, how did that possibly come up? But knowing me in Halloween, and we found a, a, a <laughs> likable uh, topic to talk about. Yes. And where else can you do Bride of Frankenstein but in a laboratory? No, in um, <laughs> if, if we had one available, but, you know, we'd have to... I do... mean, oh, yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> Long table, tilted up, you know, but in a cemetery. Yes. And yes, you know, around some tombstones, found a stone bench, some great backdrop for there. But if it was not as sunny, that would have probably made it a little more ominous. Oh, and... it was hot, <laughs> I remember. But it was warm, too. 
even just an hour was a, a long time, especially if you're if you're in the sun and standing in different locations, whether it was sort of a mausoleum crypt kind of thing that, yes. that lends itself to really some great photos. And then turning those to uh, black and white was very, yes. I think, very cool. I loved that. That was a great time. It was, and it just went by fast. We were lucky enough in a sense that there weren't many people, if I'm going to be bad and say above ground. Because <laughs> that was the first time, at least for myself, to do something like that. Yes. But you never know what other people are going to say, do, react, and... Oh, completely. So you just, you know, you be well, careful. That's taboo in a way. Yeah, but it's all in good fun, and there's no disrespect. That's Oh, yes, of course. That's meant and so on. So, And then, of course, we had to shoot a little bit of a video, sort of like the uh, the young Frankenstein, Bride of yes, Frankenstein that character. that was so much fun. That, that was, was probably my highlight of that. <laughs> sure, because then it was time to go. <laughs> yep, bye, Don. <laughs> what are there other ones you kind of hinted at that you... Um, maybe want to consider doing in the future or try to rework? I definitely want to do, like I said, Catwoman. I want to do maybe another version of, uh, sometimes I do Disney characters too. Mm-hmm. I want to do another version of Belle, I think. Maybe a She-Ra character. Nice. Um, yeah, that's in my brain for right now. But that could change and even grow <laughs> into more characters. Yep. There's another one that eventually we will hopefully get ourselves put together with. And when the social distancing changes and the idea came up with uh, both of us on different levels uh, meeting, if not through Facebook, but in person, another character who I met last year going back to Garden State Comic Fest. And it was a black cat. I think there were a couple of black cats that were there. But this one was Shasta Daisy. Yes. And I don't know if you met her there as well, but I know you two got to do some pictures together. And I had the idea, and everybody is all in with it when and if it can happen, is you would be Catwoman and she's Black Cat. Yes, I would love that. I love her. She's a sweetheart. And I honestly just met her through Instagram and we just hit it off. And I said, let's do an Edward Scissorhands photo shoot. And she said, yes. So, (laughs) and ever since then, we've been friends. So I would love to work with her again. And things fall into place sometime like that. That's it's really cool. Yes, definitely. So over the, uh, well, it's been, like you said, four years or so. Has there anything that you've either learned or would suggest, I'm not saying advice per se, but any suggestions or pointers you might want to throw out there for anybody who's uh, doing this or, you know, what you've, what you've learned you want to pass on? I would say I think that everyone should just have fun with it. Don't let other people get you down. Do what makes you happy, and if sewing makes you happy, do that. If buying a costume and recreating it that way makes you happy, do it like that. Just create in the way that makes you happy, and that's all, really, and have fun with it. Excellent stuff. Last thing, how can people reach you on social media? Uh, I'm at CreativelyDMC on Instagram, and that's really it. I'm not. I'm on Facebook, but not really. It's more Instagram. Okay, so again, CreativelyDMC to reach Diana Conrad on that platform. Yes. Based out of uh, northern New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I am. Diana Conrad, thank you so much for your time talking to us. Of course, no problem. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, it's Shasta Daisy, and you're listening to The Marvelous with Peter Melnick and Eddie Wilson. Welcome everyone to another installment of Cosplay Connection. I'm Eddie Wilson, one half of The Marvelous, and today on the phone, want to welcome Shasta Daisy. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Hi everybody. 
thanks for doing this. It's really cool to be able to reach out and talk to people that uh, one or both of us meet at cons primarily or perhaps through social media. And in our case, it was through the Garden State Comic Fest last year in 2019. It was a brief meeting. You, I think, were one of, I'm going to say, three black cat characters. But it was just like at the front door, can I take your picture, snap, snap, and gave you a card. And then I think at some point you must have reached out and said, hey, can you send me those pictures? Does that sound about right? Yeah. And that was it, because I didn't see you the rest of that day or that weekend at that show, and not knowing too much. And typically, if you tell me your first name, I usually forget. It's just terrible. But I would think that with a name like Shasta, that would be easy. You know, I mean, I think... Well, of, I was actually going to say that it's probably hard to remember my name. Well, yeah, in, in a way, because it's like no other name that you would have heard before, possibly. And yeah. if you only said that instead of Shasta Daisy, because that's what you're uh, primarily on, I think it's uh, Instagram, correct? Yeah, and that's why I also go by Daisy, because a lot of people forget Shasta, but Shasta is the type of Daisy, so that's why I just put the two together and go by that. See, and I always knew that growing up as being a brand of soda. Oh, <laughs> well, that's how I got it, but... How did it come about, the name? Okay, well, I'm a twin, so my and me and my sisters all have SH names. So they had my sister's name, which was Shannon, but they didn't have mine. And when my mom was giving birth, they sell Shasta soda in the hospitals. And so when my dad went to go get something for my mom to drink, he saw it and he was like, oh, this is a good SH name. And then here I am. Wow. <laughs> that's unreal. And so is Daisy actually just, uh, is it a real middle name kind of thing? or? No, it's just my nickname because um, okay. it's type of flower and i love them so it's really easy to go by and especially when i go places and i say my name like if i'm picking up food or for like appointments or something i always just say my name is daisy like starbucks they always butcher shasta they always say for like sasha or something else so i, I yeah. just say daisy since it's easier right okay and then i know we're going to say this later but you go by shasta daisy and the number eight at the end the eight means oh that's my favorite number it always has been so and would that coincide with the birthday of the number or oh no well, since I'm from Kansas, they used to actually have um, like dog tracks there and running. So my dad would take me when I was little, and this guy came up to me and was like, oh, pick a dog. And I was like, okay, I picked number eight, and he won. So um, the guy gave, actually gave me money. So just ever since then, I've always liked the number eight. And plus, it's my brother's favorite number, too. So I think that's also why, because I kind of grew up closer to my brother. So it's just, yeah, it's always been my favorite number. Wow. Okay, so you're a twin. Your yes. sister is, at least by Instagram, it's Kitty Onyx. Okay, and there are other similarities, we'll get into that, but you also have a brother, so you're one of how many? Uh, five. Five altogether, okay. Where did the two of you fall in the lineup then? Uh, we're the youngest. The youngest, and I'm okay. Not, I'm, yeah, I'm younger than her. How much? 13 minutes. I was going to say, you got to ask if it's, you know, you make that point of saying, I'm younger, I'm older, well, you got to know what the <laughs> difference, even if it's twins. And you can oh, yeah. be said, yeah, to be identical too, correct? Yeah, that's a long 13 minutes. So, <laughs> for your mom, yeah, especially. <laughs> I would think. And after that, I bet you they said, we're done. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Kansas, and then uh, you reside now in New Jersey, I believe. Uh, yeah. And I love it here. How long have you been uh, just between there and Jersey, I guess? How long have you been I in Jersey? 12 or 13 years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've actually never been back, but I've heard that it's changed a lot there. I can imagine that, too. Uh, myself, having come from New York, from the Bronx, one of the boroughs, and then moving to Bergen County, New Jersey... And going back with some regularity, because there were still friends and neighbors there, but after a while, you see the neighborhood changes, so you just wind up moving on. You kind of close that chapter in your life and just keep going. Oh, totally. Like, even in the last few years here, the cities around me has changed a lot. So, 
while we are here, let's get on to the business at hand. You were the Black Cat. It's a favorite character. It's one of the many characters in the Marvel and DC universes, and we do that. And I truly appreciate anybody who will take a picture. I think that what distinguished you as the Black Cat, slightly different outfit, was the piercing that you have. I guess it's a nose ring. Uh, I have three nose rings. <laughs> the one that runs one that runs into the nostril, or between the one that's between, is the one I just noticed as the really yeah the septum. That's it. Okay, see what I know about this stuff. <laughs> That's, I think, a trademark. It's not like you're the only person that has that, but it's the first that I remember seeing pretty much. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people ask me why I don't take them out for characters, but even just taking them out for myself on a normal basis, I don't feel like myself since I've had them for so long. It's me portraying that character, so I wouldn't even consider taking them out. It's part of what makes you, you. Yeah. All right. Now, why Black Cat? And when did you start with your cosplaying and perhaps getting into comic books? Well, I actually grew up liking Marvel more, and then I went into more of DC, and then I'm back, kind of back into Marvel again. But it was actually because of my uncle. He would have, like, Wolverine sideburns, and he would always show me all the movies. And my, actually, my whole room was uh, Hulk. Out of all the characters, it was Hulk and a little bit of Catwoman, because I love cats. But I wasn't really into um, the Avengers yet or any of that. I was only into, like, certain characters when I was younger. And then um, he would show me more of the movies, and that's when, like, the X-Men movies started coming out. So that's also when I got into, like, into Rogue, who was also one of my favorite characters as well. And then I didn't start cosplaying, because I've been going to conventions, I would say, for about 10, not, not much longer than that, maybe 12 years now. But I didn't start cosplaying until about three or four years ago. But I didn't start taking it seriously outside of conventions until about almost two years ago. But, yeah, I really uh, look to get into more of going out more with my cosplays and um, getting more creative with them and doing a lot more characters as I, like, read more. Because being a cosplayer now, I also can see characters and say, wow, they look cool. I want to do that. And I can research them and look more into them. And actually, my next cosplay I'm doing is Gwynpool. And I've seen Spider-Gwen all over, but I never really read about Gwynpool. When I saw her, I was like, oh, my God, she's so cute. I want to read about her. And... I've been reading about her, and she's so awesome, and I actually mean her have a lot of, like, a similar um, personality, so... Excellent. Okay, so really then, going back, your start came about with the characters through not really the comic books, per se. Well, yeah, through the comics, but I was also doing a lot of, like, original cosplays. I was putting things together and trying to do different makeup looks, and that's kind of how I started. One of my first cosplays was actually Black Canary. So I also started more with DC cosplays, and then it was Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman. And then I would just do different, like, makeup looks, trying to get more into it. All right, so Black Canary, Catwoman, Black Cat. There's a thread here. There's a similarity. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's where it really kind of started. And then, like you said, you see a character or a picture of this character, and you say, hey, I can do that, or hey, I want to do that. Well, there's so many that I already want to do, but that's just when I see different characters that I don't know about, and I'm like, wow, they look awesome. Let me learn more about them, and like, let me read about them and see what they're like. I'm more into like horror and different things like that. Like, I read a lot of like zombie comics and like I Zombie and The Walking Dead. So I have a very like wide diversity in which I to the fandoms that I'm in. So I have to like cater so much to like everything that I like. So sometimes I try to set time aside for like. Marvel comics or DC comics or other novels that I'm reading or uh, video games and cosplaying and everything. So why, just going back to the beginning then, why did you decide, I want to dress up in costume, I want to cosplay? Oh, I was 
just went to conventions and I didn't really feel as comfortable about myself. And then I always admired cosplayers and like the craftsmanship that they would put into something. And then once I got a lot more comfortable in being, because I'm really shy and I have social anxiety. So when I was going to conventions, I was going to buy things because I'm a big collector. I'm not sure if you see my pop collection. I am a little over 400. I actually just counted them the other day, so that's why I'm proud of them. Oh, good. I was going to ask, what what are you actually collecting? But it's really pops. That's a big deal. Yeah, and I love pops because I also collect a lot of action figures um, and comics, but pops can cater to all the different fandoms that I like. So that's why I've been collecting mostly those for the last few years. And that's why I go to so many conventions. I think in 2019, I went to like 13 or 14 conventions and staying out of state just to try to find different collectibles at them. I mean, not only for cosplaying, but also just to check out what's there and meet new people and meet celebrities and stuff. Well, I don't think, Shasta, you need me to tell you that you're probably not alone in the thing that you said a little while ago that was having the anxiety, the social anxiety. But the cosplaying seems like about 180 degrees difference, and it's a great outlet for you. Oh, yeah, and I think it also allows me to go in and feel confident in myself. And it's, I mean, because as I've been going to more conventions, like some people come up to me and ask to take pictures with me. So it's really nice, especially I went to, I'm not sure, the Greater Philly Con or something. I went as Captain Marvel, and all the kids loved it, and it just felt really good. And so that helps you, I think, every time somebody stops you and, and asks for a picture. Yeah. That's really cool. Which, uh, which five kind of... years ago, I hated pictures, so <laughs> it's a really big change for me. Well, it's an escape like other things in life, and that's really good to have that outlet. So when you're in costume, maybe for the most part, you don't have that uh, as much of a worry or anxiety. Oh, not at all. How do you feel when you're not at the con, when you're you know more out in public, outside of the arena of the people who are going for that reason to dress up and so on. Mm-hmm. How do you feel then? Uh, when I go as like myself? If you're going, you're in your costume, but you're going from one place to another. Does that anxiety come back in? You're like, oh, geez, I wonder what people are thinking. They're looking at me because you're removed from no, the area I that, mean, you know. No, um, I mean, I've gotten a lot better over the last few years. So I think it's almost gone away completely. But it also allows me to... Um, try to do better and try not to really care. But I've also been meeting a lot of friends, too. So that's something that I'm new to. I meet a lot of people on the Internet now, and then we look to meet up at these cons. So I'm always looking forward to that as well. Now, let me go back to your twin, if I can. You have similarities, obviously, physically, visually. Yeah. But in terms of cosplaying, I think there is not as much. No, she's a lot different than I. Um, She's a lot more shy than me. And, I mean, I've taken to her a few conventions, but she doesn't really go to them. She does collect a lot of cool stuff. She's not into really, like, comics or, like, superheroes heroes or villains or anything. She's more into, like, horror or... She likes Disney princesses out of all the things. She likes horror and Disney princesses. It's really... It's an interesting combo. It's both ends um, of the spectrum, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she isn't really into it, but I've tried to get her into to do it. Actually, I wanted her to do so many... Like, I want her to do the Shining Twins with me. I think that would be really cool. I've always wanted to do, like, Supergirl and Power Girl or Catwoman and Harley Quinn and Ivy and stuff with her, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've seen her in any cosplay at all. She has her own Instagram page, and that's great. But even if you did... she doesn't do anything. Okay. Even if you did two versions of Harley Quinn, possibly together. Yeah, she watches, like, the movies and everything, but she doesn't read anything. She was actually into... uh, Marvel growing up with me, like, I remember being in fourth grade, and we were both wearing Hulk t-shirts, and 
boys were coming up to us and asking us if we were boys because girls weren't supposed to wear like Hulk shirts or Marvel shirts. So we were both into it growing up, but she kind of went a little bit different direction in the last few years because even she's not into the Walking Dead comics like I am and she isn't into all the things that I'm into as that because she kind of does her own thing. And now that we're a lot older, we separated a little bit. We uh, don't even live together anymore. She doesn't play as many video games as much as I do. She reads a lot, though, and she's a really good artist. I can't draw or anything, so she has that at least. So that's not to say that you two don't get along or anything if you're together and doing things, correct? Oh, no. We're, I can't see my life without her. She's amazing. It's just that we have like different interests now and different hobbies as we get older. Because I can only imagine not being a twin, but you know, my brother's 16 months younger. There was just the two of us. But when you have identical twins, who mistakes one for the other? And who maybe is favored over another in different instances, situations, and maybe you had or didn't have that, or you got past that? I always felt like she was always the favorite, but, I mean, overall, we were just always together. It was always like having a best friend, and that's actually why it's hard for me to go to conventions alone. I don't know how people do it. They just show up to conventions alone. I always need to have someone with me. Like, I'm not really good at being alone, so... You know, some people can, others people need it for some some kind of security and safety, because you can't be too careful oh, yeah. in now more than ever. But I always think of then if your sister doesn't get into cosplay, then she could be a dressed down normal version of whatever your character winds up being. And you become, I think, of a mirror image. I think that would be cool. She could do like a casual version of whoever I am. Yeah, I think that would actually work. Has there been a time uh, where two of you have maybe gotten together and done a prank on somebody where, you, you know, the person thought they were talking to one, but it was actually the other or? Sometimes if someone would come up to me in the store and they're like, hey, Shasta, I'm like, oh, no, I'm Shannon. So I would pretend to be the other one if they don't really know us very well. But, I mean, we've tried to, like, switch places in school, but there was always that one kid who would tell on us and we would have to switch back. <laughs> I mean, it's there. It's human nature, probably, if you are a twin, to, uh, to substitute. And you see that in TV shows from time to time. But, you know, that question just had to be asked, so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about meeting up with other cosplayers. And uh, one of them in particular we talked about, actually, I did with Diana Conrad, Creatively DMC. Yes, I love her. She's amazing. And how'd that come about and what you two have done together? Well, we've had mutual friends that we didn't really know of. And I'm not sure how we, we had each other on social media, but we have a lot in common. We live 10 minutes apart, so there's no reason why we shouldn't be best friends, right? Hmm. So, especially since we have all the same interests. So... She asked me to do um, a Edward Scissorhands shoot with her, and I was honored to do that, and it was amazing. And then we saw each other. We hung out after that. We saw each other, I believe, one or two cons after that. We had plans set of the first or second day of when the we had to start social distancing, and we had to cancel that. We were going to have, like, this fun video game night with our boyfriends and stuff, but... It's been tough on everybody, and... Oh, yeah. And through social media, through Facebook, is how I met Diana as well. Great person. Yeah. The Bride of Frankenstein shoot that was last yes. September in a cemetery, which was perfect. You know, yeah, that's amazing. And I think the second time I had seen you after that is the Black Cat was in a Halloween type character, and that would be Pennywise. Yes. Talk about that a little bit. Actually, I got a lot of recognition for Pennywise. I wasn't as proud of it as I thought it should have been, but people still really liked it. And because of that, I was able to do other versions. So the Tim Curry one was the one that was original that I put together myself, which was actually my favorite. I have another Pennywise coming out, which is a boudoir version of it, that's actually in a book that's going to be coming out very soon. So I'm really excited for everyone to see those. 
But yeah, I actually want to do a lot more horror uh, cosplays because that's also like another thing that I'm into that I don't get to play in with as much. One of the shoots that was canceled during this whole quarantine was a Carrie shoot that I was going to be doing. Mm. And we were going to do a video of it, too, where we were going to pour the blood on me from above. And we were going to have the entire background with the uh, streamers and everything and record it and take pictures at the same time. That would be awesome. I don't know if I've seen anybody do that. That would be really, really cool. Yeah, I was really excited because I want to, I mean, I want to explore more with, like, my other interests outside of just comics, um, more with the horror movies. I actually want to do um, some things from Mars Attack. I want to do The Alien Lady. Do you know who I'm talking about? Not really, but go ahead. Oh, she has, like, this really cool big blonde wig. It's really cool. And say it again. She's the alien lady from? Uh, Mars Attack. All right, now it's starting to come back to me. I really, there's so much I have to catch up on, and it's not just reading comic books, but it's movies too, and that would be in yeah. there. So it's like, how can you co-host a podcast and not know? Yeah, it's just that way. But that's great, and that would be, I don't know if you would call it a deep cut character. You go as something like that, and somebody recognize you like I've talked to at least one other person like that, and you feel so good about, oh, somebody recognized who I was, and it was not just because everybody plays Supergirl or Power Girl or whatever. But yeah. And it's something you want to do, and if not for anybody else, but for yourself, I think primarily because you're having fun, your creativity is coming out in whatever shape, way, or form it is. And like you said about Pennywise, if I understood correctly, you didn't think it was as good as other people did. Yeah. So surprise, <laughs> people reacted yeah. to it. And I don't know how many, I've seen a couple, I think, that have been doing the gender bend on Pennywise, typically a male character, from the movies anyway. Yeah. And because of that, I was actually invited to Rhode Island Comic Con as Pennywise, and we were able to raise money for the Leukemia Society. So that was really fun. That's nice. And that sounds like it may have come out of nowhere, and you're like, it is an honor to do that. Yeah, because I was able to, like, I was in the room all day, and I got to take pictures with a lot of awesome people. I got to meet a lot of cosplayers, and it was a really good experience. Let's uh, try to turn it into a couple different directions, if we can, one at a time. And, uh, well, we can go down a list of some other characters that you've done, and maybe if you thought it was tough or you really liked it or shouldn't have done it. So, let's see, you said Rogue. That was one of your top ones. Actually, I've done six or seven versions of Rogue now. Um do you remember the Marvel swimsuit issues? The Marvel which issues? The swimsuit issues. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. I actually just recreated two of the covers. I recreated Rogue is in it about four times at least. I recreated one of her outfits from that. And then I recreated a Scarlet Witch cover as well. Which It was really simple, but I actually had most of everything. So I was like, let me put this together. And then next week, we're actually going to be replicating more of the covers. And we're going to do a uh, Mary Jane. And then I'm still considering another one because since we are going to be shooting more than one in the same day, I have to try to do something that's going to be easy to convert to right then and there on the beach, actually. I wanted to do the Domino one, but that would have required too much makeup. And it would have been really hot, probably sweating and all of that. So I mm. couldn't do that one. Or the She-Hulk cover is amazing. So hopefully I can get to do those one day. That's some good aspirations and stuff, and and more extensive makeup than I think um, you've done before, at least been posted. Yeah, see, that's also why I want to do it, because I want to um, get better at doing body paint and face paint. I want to do She-Hulk really bad, because like I said, I grew up on Hulk, so um, <laughs> I think it's only right that I uh, do her honor. With respect to um, some of the characters, then, we said Rogue, and yes, I have I do recognize her being on some of the uh, Marvel swimsuit illustrated or swimsuit issues and Scarlet Witch. There's a different take on that, and that is cool. That goes into a different dimension, and that maybe leads to some other stuff that you've done. That leads me to talk about, uh, you mentioned Boudoir, so when did that come along? I guess the cosplay part first, and then it moved into that? 
Yeah. It's also really fun to like do different takes on characters because you can always do an exact spot-on cosplay, but I like to make it a little bit more creative and make it more of me and make it more of my style because, like I said, like I don't take out my piercings or anything, so I like to have that little touch on it. So that's another way I can also make a character more original to me. So like out of the all the ropes I've done, like not all of them were accurate. They were all um, ones I just put together and just made them like an original. So. And now, what does that lead you to beyond that? Now characters in a different framework in a boudoir setting but in a straight up boudoir that came about how when i would say about last summer maybe when i got a little bit more comfortable doing it i said i'm doing gwynpool i'm actually doing a boudoir version of her too i'm doing two versions of her because it also adds some spicy and fun to it as well Mm -hmm. Um, but i started doing it about last year the first character i did i think was I try to do a black canary, but I didn't really post that. Just because it's like just blonde hair and fishnets. She has a very simple look, so it didn't really set me aside from anything else. But I would say the rogue one was probably the first like boudoir character that I did. Because I, I did a Pennywise one recently. There wasn't... And I'm doing the Gwyn- <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I'd seen a, a black cat picture. I don't know if it was quite boudoir, but, oh, it, but there were yeah. no leggings on it. Yeah, I did that one as well. It's funny, that is actually the exact, I didn't, when I made that at the time, I didn't realize that's the swimsuit that Black Cat wears for her Marvel cover, her Marvel swimsuit cover. So I can actually whip that out and go on the beach and recreate that because I already have it. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like it's heavier material than a swimsuit would be, but if it works, Mm -hmm. let's go if we can. Like I said, first time was in Black Cat, full garb there, distinguishing with the septum piercing. And then Pennywise, where I saw tattoos. And how many to start with? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I would have to count. <laughs> yeah, and I know they must have different meanings and stuff. And so oh, totally. if, if you want to run down what they are. Yeah, sure. It's also like different styles and different themes that I'm going for. Like my legs, like my lower half, my calves, I'm sorry, are mostly like traditional work. So that's where I got like little fillers and little cute fun stuff. I have like seven cat tattoos. If you haven't noticed, I really like cats. I have um, seen the heads of cats. Maybe a tiger? Oh, yep. I have a tiger and a panther. They're actually um, some of my favorites. Everyone says I should have put them on my knees because I do plan on filling them all up completely. But, yeah, I really love them since they match. And I love all different types of kitties, small ones, big ones. And, like, right next to it, I have cats holding hands. And I have a cat ghost because I love spooky stuff, too. And then, like, on my leg, I have a witch, and she has her cat. Of course, the witch cat. She's wearing a goddess necklace. And then I have, like, Medusa on my leg. And then on my stomach, I have a cat skull. That, I think, is a a work of art all by itself, from what I'd seen you posting pictures of and it going through the outline and then eventually the coloring and how many hours of work. Oh, oh my goodness. So, actually, my boyfriend did it, and we rushed it. I think we did it within two or three months. Because every time you do it, you have to um, heal. So once we first did the outline, we waited a little bit. But once you, like, color it, you have to color it in different parts. So as I was doing shoots, my first rogue, at Colossal Con, I did a rogue. And that was with the outline completely unfilled. It wasn't colored in. And then after that, we colored in little parts. And I was like, oh, it doesn't look right when I do shoots and stuff. We're going to have to color this in really fast. And I have this this really big shoot with this amazing photographer, Izzy. So I was like, oh, I really want to get it filled in by the shoot that I do with her. So 
we would be doing it after hours, just doing it all night, trying to get it filled in. And it hurts really bad, too, there. So I'm glad I only have one stomach because I do not plan on I would going think through that, that pain again. No, I would think when you said knees, I said that's got to be one of the more sensitive spots then, as opposed to a calf. Oh, no. The stomach definitely, like the ribs definitely hurts a lot more. And then I guess you've got the uh, arms and then also I think on one side of your, of your back, shoulder. Yeah, the shoulder, we did that six years ago. So we're actually, the quarantine canceled like three of my appointments, unfortunately. Now that shops are opening back up, I'm trying to get back on that because during the quarantine, I was actually going to do my entire back onto my bottom and everything. So hopefully we can finish that when the shops open up again and finish my arms and stuff because they're also not done either. So the goal here now is to be completely covered? Well, no, I just want to complete what I have. Okay, and then you're good. Which may result in that. Yeah, oh, well, it might, might lead to more. Okay. And uh, sort of kind of like your sister has uh, some, too. I don't know if they mirror what you have. Oh, yeah. We actually, one of our arms, my right arm, we both have very similar, they're outlines. We did it. And she's actually a twin, so we wanted her to have make us twin sleeves. She's one of our greatest friends. I'm going to be finishing that because it's like a blackout sleeve. Because my twin had work on her arm, so she blacked it out, but she put, like, flowers around it. So I was like, let me just replicate what you did. So me and her have, I would say they're 75% the same on our right arms. And is she a cat person also and maybe has the same there, the legs? She ha- oh, she has a bunch of cats, too. She has, like, a cat portrait of her own cat. She Yeah, she has a bunch of cats everywhere. I like more of color work, and she likes more of black and gray and white. So we just also have different tastes and tattoos as well now. It's a lot. you got to be committed for that and really want to do that. And I applaud the effort that you put into that and, oh, so much pain, too. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do something, I'm like, why do I put myself through this? Whatever's going to work for you, and it's, and it's making you happy. This is sort no, of... totally. Yeah. Well, I think we've gotten sort of not exactly a day in the life of Shasta Daisy, but it's kind of <laughs> along those lines. Anything coming up that you want to talk about in terms of uh, different characters that you're looking forward to or places that you've... Let's go to the shows that you've been to and or want to go to. Yeah, speaking of cons, it's sad that we've missed so many, I would say, over the last three or four months. I was actually supposed to go to Orlando for MegaCon, so I missed that and had to cancel that trip. Garden State supposed to happen in this time frame. Yep. I know Rhode Island Comic Con is already canceled. I'm pretty sure Colossal Con is going to be canceled. Colossal Con is the water park con that I was really looking forward to, to staying there a few days with my friends. But the last con I went to was CapsuCon which was my first year, and supposedly it's really big, and I had a great time. I actually saw Deanna there, which was really fun. I also missed Monster Mania, um, which was one of my favorites. The last one that I remember going to, it was a one-day thing, was the winter edition of the Garden State Comic Con in January. Oh, I, yeah, I wanted to go to that. I couldn't. I wanted to go to the Greater Philly Con. Oh, Keystone Comic Con was another one that I was looking forward to. So you've uh, not got any boundaries, let's say. You're going to ones that you want to go to, it seems, and it's not within a specific area. Yeah, I go to a ton of them. I try to look for more cons. That's actually how I found Garden State, where we met, because I prefer the smaller cons, actually, just so I can find cool collectibles, because I never really went to the big ones until recently. This past year was my first year at Comic-Con. New York. Yeah, for New York Comic-Con. Okay. Um, and for that, I couldn't even like look around. That's more just for cosplaying, I feel. Yeah. But, like, the smaller ones, I can go and I can still cosplay and I can still buy stuff. Because by the time I'm leaving the con, my hands are completely full of bags. <laughs> and, like, whoever I'm with is also holding my bags and because I get so much stuff. And that's why I try to, like, walk around cosplay a little bit or just 
see people and see my friends. And then towards the end of the con, that's when I start buying all my stuff. Or, like, I'll buy something and they'll hold it for me if it's really big. The bigger cons, you can't really do that. Like, with Colossal Con, since the water park, you can't really do that. New York Comic Con, it was really hard to even get through the crowds. And because I'm not really good with big crowds, it was just way too much for me. A little uh, claustrophobia, maybe? or Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, New York, I've been to once, and that was in 2014, so it's been quite a while there as well. And I was going in costume, but it was just a misty, rainy day, and I, there was some walking involved, and, yeah, it wasn't going to work. But just an unreal amount of people in costume. and you know, Oh, you, it's amazing. You have to kind of divide your time, like you were saying, or intimating, of being in costume for part of it. If you want to do some shopping, you know, block out some time there because you're going to have a problem not only with carrying stuff around that you're going to buy, but also people stopping you for pictures. Yeah. What I would recommend too, East Coast Comic Con in Secaucus, New Jersey. I've never been to that. Um, yeah. but everyone says great things. It's, it's a great show. Of course, that had to go by the wayside as well. I don't know if it's too early to tell with the one that comes around in November, and we're talking Framingham, Massachusetts for a Super Mega Fest. I think I've heard of that. Worth going to. An overnight stay, and that will be one later that hopefully will will still actually come around. I'm kind of concerned about Halloween at the moment, but... Yeah. And we'll have the social distance trick-or-treat bag giving out, I guess. Yeah, it's sad how Halloween has completely dissolved over the last few years, <laughs> or like the last decade, I would say. Because when I was younger, there was always like hundreds of kids on the streets, and now there's barely anybody. It's really sad because that's one of my favorite holidays. It depends, I think, where you live, too, because now people have to drive around and go hit a neighborhood or something like that in a good way and, yeah. and collect and so on. But in your well, in your case, I don't know what your thing to do is on Halloween. Yeah, well, I mean, I dress up every Halloween, of course. I always look forward to Halloween. But now, like, now I don't care for it as much because I am always dressing up. But I feel like even Halloween's not even going to be the same going forward because the virus going on. I don't even think people are going to be even trusting to give out candy this year, unfortunately. I think it still applies, though, as if it's wrapped. You know, there's at least that going for it. I will still decorate my house. Oh, and you I, have to. I know that people want to see what has he done this time or, you know, is he still going to be doing this much or whatever. And I mean, it's not over the top. It's just cool to look at. You spend a couple, three, maybe five minutes. It's Halloween. There's nothing that's over the top. <laughs> I always get upset when I see too many inflatables all together. And oh, you, yeah. you can't appreciate, you know, they need to be spaced out. And uh, I try to <laughs> give a balance of things like that. Like you said, with what's going on, want to keep as many normal things as possible. And that's definitely one of them. So to not have yeah. that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had a yard to decorate, but I always decorate even inside of my apartment. Like I still have some of my Halloween decorations up from two, three years ago. <laughs> Last year, I did a black Halloween tree. And I just left it up from October to past January because it was so cool. We have one also, a black Christmas-looking tree that gets all decked that with Halloween ornaments. And yeah, that's what it, it was. It works. It so works. And a witch hat on top, possibly, or an actual witch flying that's on top of the tree. Yeah, I had something just like that. And, like, I have black hats, so whenever they went next to it, I'm like, that's the perfect picture. <laughs> you got that right. And we have two <laughs> ourselves, so a brother and sister. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they're great. They're seven now. What uh, And we'll get ready to wrap this up, Shasta. What other characters are you looking to uh, possibly do if you can narrow some down? Well, like I said, Gwenpool, I'm really excited for that one. Um, me and Dana, we're actually going to be choosing to be Catwoman. I was going to be Robin. We are supposed to do that like last month. So hopefully we can get into that again. I do want to take a lot of my older cosplays that I didn't get good pictures of and redo them. Like Captain Marvel, I want to reshoot. And I actually want to bring Black Canary back. 
just because she was one of my first cosplays. So I just want to do like a side-by-side transformation to see like how far I've came in the last few years. Oh, yeah. So it's really simple, too, and I almost have everything, so I can probably whip that together really easily. I want to do Carrie, obviously, since that's something that I have, and I'm just waiting to shoot that. But there's just so many things that I'm looking forward to doing with, like, even other cosplayers, like, a collabing with them. So, actually, I want to try to find a Deadpool to shoot with or a Spider-Man or, like, with Gwenpool when she first sees Black Cat. So, hopefully, I can try to get my twin to do Black Cat and have her put my suit on and we can try to do something like that. So, I just want to try to collab with a lot more people. And a Black Cat Spider-Man thing would be great, too, and we've seen that out there. But, you know, this would be you this time. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, I also, I really want to do Mystique. Like I said, I want to get more into body paint. So I want to do Mystique, but I want to do it with her classic white dress with like the awesome school belt and everything. So hopefully I can get that done as well. I was going to ask, I've seen only a couple of that version of Mystique, and that would be cool. Yeah, I love it. I've seen a uh, X-Men First Class Mystique, and that's come out well. Hashtag Sapphire Nova, Superheroes Unlimited. Well done with that, yes. And all the Yeah, I've seen really awesome ones where she like transforms and everything. (laughs) Which Captain Marvel are you talking about? The one from the movie, I would assume. Yeah, from the movie. I wish I had where I can do a cool mohawk and everything, but it was just a simple version from the movie. Because then I was thinking, too, of uh, Ms. Marvel, different, but... Oh, yeah. And I love I love suits like that, so I really want to do Black Canary's wedding dress. It's like a white, a white wedding dress that's just like that. It's beautiful. Very nice. And that we saw, I think, and I have one of the many, many, many to read, is uh, probably in the wedding issue with Green Arrow? Yeah, and I have a Green Arrow friend, so I was like, oh, let's replicate this. I really want to do it because it's really pretty. And even um, with Rogue and Gambit, when they get married, her wedding dress is beautiful, too. So I want to get more creative in creating dresses as well and crafting as well. Well, a last note on one of the characters, too, and I think it's really to your credit, is with Rogue. The two that come to mind, the regular one, I'm sorry, then there was a swimsuit, and I think there was a Savage Land. I'm actually doing a shoot with a storm, where I'm redoing the Savage Land, and I'm actually going to be doing with a storm. Very nice. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's with Kenya Love on Instagram. Fingers crossed for that to happen, absolutely. And if it's outdoors, I mean, that, that stands a better chance of happening, I think. Yeah, and we're going to try to do it in front of a waterfall and try to replicate a lot of the resource pictures that we have. Like I said, I want to collab with a lot more people, so I really look forward to that. Excellent. Shasta Daisy, thank you so much for spending some time with us. People get you on Instagram again at? Shasta Daisy 8. That's the best way to reach you, I think, right, on social media? Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good luck with everything ahead, and uh, stay sane, stay safe. Thanks again. It's been great to talk to you, and we hope to do it again as we make another cosplay connection. You as well. Thank you.